this is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap again. Today we're actually going to explore spirit. So as you may know, we look at mind, spirit, soul, and body. And so each of the broadcasts, we like to look at a different area. And we like to enjoy as to how uh, developing our spirit can actually help us to bridge the gap in society. We have the pandemic, we have rioting, we have uh, fires, we have smoke, we have tornadoes, we have hurricanes, we have things from coast to coast. And so it is time for us to bridge the gap in society and help us to figure out how to work on things together. So just to let you know, uh, just a little bit of my background, so you're wondering why is Shirley doing spirit? Well, for one thing, um, I have been involved with a number of denominations, and one of the things that I do for a living is to do spiritual formation with graduate students in seminary. So I work with church leaders. And then in addition to that, uh, I did graduate from Bible College as a valedictorian, as a matter of fact, as well as graduated from a seminary. And so I've had lots of experience uh, attending churches really all over the world, uh, from South Africa to Egypt to Kenya to Budapest, Hungary to Dubai to Seoul, Korea, and just a number of places, and, state, and also attending churches all over the United States. And so I've had an opportunity to learn a lot about the Spirit and about people and how important it is for us to have the Spirit. So think with me tonight. I hope you will enjoy as I give you a thought. Okay, this is Shirley Smith, and today in Bridge the Gap, we're talking about the Spirit. And as always, I have a thought. So this is some things that we can um, do today. We're going to do three things. First, I'm going to give you a short introduction about myself. Then I'm going to give you some thoughts about spiritual formation or what are ways to spiritually um, mature or become more mature because I don't know that we ever reach maturation. And then the third thing I will talk about is happiness as it concerns the spirit. So uh, these are the things that we will go into now. As far as the introduction, just to give you a little background about myself so that if you're wondering why did Shirley decide to talk about the spirit? Well, I do have a bit of experience in that area. And so I'm just gonna give you a quick um, summary of where I come from. First of all, I really do believe in reading the Bible and I read it all the way through. So all the way from Genesis to Revelation. I don't believe in just reading a few little scriptures and coming away with a whole sermon. Uh, but do I read it all the way through every time? No, I don't. But I try to do some of that every year so that I hit every book that's there in the scriptures. And then also, I participated in several denominations uh, as far as attending services, participating in services, and so forth, every since I was a child. So Baptist, Methodist, non-denominational, Covenant, Pentecostal, uh, and uh, even with other denominations where 
I have been participating with small groups uh, from those various denominations. And just to let you know, in the United States, we have over a hundred Christian denominations. Uh, so there is uh, some differences, just slight differences in doctrines, but for the most part, most doctrines are very similar. Uh, so this is uh, information that I think we all need to be aware of when we are talking to various ones. So there's no such thing as this is what a Christian is <laughs> because we have various backgrounds, various experiences, various levels of information. Um, some people read their Bible, some do not. Some only listen to other people who talk about it. So we're very diverse people. So the other thing that I will mention is this. Uh, back when it was illegal to read the Bible, both my great-grandfathers, so my mother's grandfather and my father's grandfather, so my great-grandfathers, um, read the Bible and great-grandmother uh, as well, and they would read it all the way through. Uh, plus have discussions about it. And so even though there was a Bible just for slaves, my great-grandparents read the entire Bible. They did not read the, the slaves' Bible because a lot of information was left out of their own purpose. Uh, the other thing I will mention, too, is that there are things that we can actually do to help us become more spiritually mature. And why is that important? Well, it's important for us to become spiritually mature, regardless of who we are, because I believe that is a way of connecting. That is a way of uh, bridging the gap that exists among so many humans. Uh, and that's regardless of what, what race, what nation, what um, ethnicity, Regardless of who you are, there is a spiritual connection, uh, but then what do we do to develop that? And so I'm just going to go over some things that I do. Um, and so, uh, of course, there are many things that can be done, but these are some of the things that I do to sort of keep myself aware. First of all, I do believe in prayer. <clears throat> and on top of prayer, I believe in not just praying consistently without stopping, but pray, stop, and listen. Listen for God to actually answer your prayer. Give him an opportunity to talk. Prayer is communicating with God. And so if we're communicating with God, just like we communicate with our friends or our family or our biological father and mother, we talk we stop and listen, they talk, we listen, and then we talk again, and they listen, and then they talk, and we listen. So it's really an exchange of information. So when we pray, don't forget to stop and listen for God's response and any questions that he may have for you. A uh, perfect example of this, I was in the airport one time years ago, and I needed to fly to Boise, Idaho, but for some reason my airplane was going out of the international terminal as opposed to the domestic terminal. 
And I thought, this is so nuts. <laughs> Why are they flying us out of the international terminal when I'm going to Boise, Idaho? And so as I sat there, I felt the Holy Spirit talk to me. And he just simply said, what do you see? And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Uh, I see people. So I'm now responding to him. I see people. I see lots of people. And so um, he says it again. What do you see? So I'm now looking and I'm really trying to figure out what is he attempting to get my attention to. So I look again. I see I see lots of people. They're walking quickly. They have seem like they're very business minded. There are a lot of businessmen and women coming out of the international terminal, and that was based on the way they were dressed and carrying briefcases and all of this. And so he asked me the third time, look again, what do you see? And this time I looked again, and I saw two women walking together. Uh, one was an African-American woman with braids. The other was an older white woman. I can't remember, I think her hair was blonde. And so they were walking quickly together and the white person's um, bag fell off her shoulder. So they both stopped. The black woman walked around, helped put the bag up on her shoulder and they continued walking. So I'm still looking at these two people walking. And so within minutes, the bag fell off the woman's shoulder again. This time, they stopped. The black woman went around, walked around in front of her, picked up her shoulder bag, and put it on her shoulder, and they continued walking. So what did he, so he said, what did you see? So now I know he wanted me to observe what happened. I said, I saw two very diverse people walking together. Looks like they were headed somewhere. They were walking quickly. Uh, and so, but they were very diverse. And this is what I felt the Spirit of the Lord said. I'm beginning to use women all over the world because they will listen to me and they will do business and do life the way I need it to be done. They, I don't have to worry with the ego, uh, and I can tell them they will listen, and they will do what I ask them to do, so they will be successful in business all around the world. And I thought, that's so interesting. I ended up going to church uh, the following Sunday, there was a guest speaker, and at the very end of his sermon, he said the very same thing, as in confirmation of what I heard just sitting in the airport waiting on my flight. So another area, so prayer and listening is very important. Give God a chance to tell you what he wants you to do, or what he wants you to observe, or what he want, where he wants you to go, because that's key. Uh, there have been times when I've been in other countries by myself and I had to wait on God to give me direction because I could not speak the language, but I would be in situations where I needed help. And so perfect example was in Japan. For the first time I was in Japan, I had to go from Tokyo to Nagano on the train. 
the train did not have uh, English uh, for the stops. And I knew that uh, Americans had told me that it would take me about four hours to get to Nagano on the train. But what they didn't tell me is that in Japan there's train traffic. So the train may be delayed, so it may take five hours to get to Nagano, or it may take three and a half hours if, if the train traffic is not so poor. So um, this is what happened. I was on the train about four hours. There was no, uh, the farther I got into the mountains and at night, the fewer people spoke any English. So I didn't know where to get off the train. So I actually talked to God and I said, I'm going to stay on this train if you don't tell me when to get off because this is the conductor is not speaking in English. There is no English for me to see or read. This was an older train because the newer trains do have everything in English also in the Japanese languages. And so I said, if you don't tell me, Father, when to get off this train, I guess I will just stay on here. And as I said that the train made another stop to pick up another passenger, and it happened to be a Chinese man who sat down across from me. I had dropped my airline ticket on the floor because I was reading a book and I was using my uh, airline ticket as a bookmark. And so I didn't realize I had dropped it out of my book. And he reaches down, he picks up the ticket and he says, you dropped this. And I thought, oh my God, he's sending someone to help me. So sure enough, I asked the gentleman, where, did, where was the station that I needed to get off? And it was the very next stop. So God does answer, but we do have to wait sometimes for the answer. And we definitely have to stop talking so he can give us the answer. Another thing that I do to help with the spirit is Lectio Divina. And all that really is, it is reading scripture and waiting to hear what particular things God would like for you to hear. And the things that you will probably hear, it could be only one word, it could be a phrase, it could be a sentence. Uh, and as you listen to this, you will be able to see there is a connection with what is going on in your life currently as it relates to that one word or phrase that you receive. Now, I have done this many times with groups of graduate students in seminary, and it's really interesting because everyone seems to get a different word or phrase, and everyone is able to connect that word or phrase to something that they're currently involved in. It is outstanding. I have even seen students cry, and most of the students that I deal with are already leaders within their congregations. They are pastors or missionaries, evangelists, um, they may be um, the ones who's directing the worship, but they are usually all leaders within their congregations. And so this works magnificently. As a matter of fact, um, some of the students have learned that if they start off meetings that they have with the Lectio Divina, so a reading of scripture within the group or the ones that they're meeting with, that they can actually have a wonderful meeting because everyone seems to come on one accord because they've had an opportunity to hear what God wants them to hear in that meeting coming up. 
And I have also heard from students that their teenagers enjoy Lectio Divina and they get a lot out of that. A third thing that I do is meditation. And what that basically is, it's a short block of scripture that you just basically, I say, sit with, uh, take time to just chew on. Uh, you can walk around as you're thinking about it. Uh, you can just sit and listen if you'd like. Or you can write the scripture down and then go about your day. But that's one way of meditating upon scripture. It's very good for when you're preparing a sermon. So many of our students have had very good sermons by sitting with some scripture and listening. <coughs> um, one of the scriptures that I really like to share with students when they just sit and listen for what God is saying is 1 John, the fourth chapter. And I'll just read a little bit of this. It will be the 16th verse through the 21st verse. <coughs> Excuse my cough. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers and sisters, are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. So this is, that's a scripture that you can actually choose to meditate on or maybe listen to over and over again and see what God is saying to you. Another thing you can do to help with your maturation process spiritually is fasting. So now many people do this many different ways. I prefer fasting without food. Um, there are reasons for that. <clears throat> but some people fast TV or they fast their normal responsibilities and duties for a day. Other people during uh, that time, they consider it like Sabbath. When they are observing Sabbath, they, are, they may fast or they may choose on Sabbath to do nothing but hear from God and help someone. So some people will just listen for God. They can take walks and listen for Him. They can sit and listen to him. They can sit and read scripture and listen for him. 
or they can go help their neighbor or help a friend or a relative. But the focus for their Sabbath and for their fasting is not to care for themselves so much, but to hear from God. And then some, as I said, will go farther and help someone that is in need. And that is how they do their Sabbath. Another way that we can do uh, grow in maturation, and as I said, we never really reach it, but we do keep trying, uh, is to get involved in community. And when I say community, this means find people that you feel are positive, um, people that may be somewhat like-minded, that are interested in increasing their spiritual awareness and relationship with God. And just by being in community, you can pray for each other, you can support each other. Why am I uh, mentioning this? Because it's good to do things alone as when you're doing silence before God or if you're um, doing your Sabbath and you chose to be alone that day. Or if you're even doing Lectio Divina, you can do that in a group or by yourself. But there are times when you do need community. You need support. And right now, in the world, we're going through COVID-19. And so during this pandemic, I am finding that as I deal with various small groups of people, that there is need for support at this time. So it's good to have community. And so the other thing I would suggest um, with community, <coughs> I would suggest another process. And this would be to do something I learned through a Yale uh, course that I took a couple of quarters ago. And in this course, we learn a process that's called WHOOP. So it's W-O-O-P. W stands for wish. What is your greatest wish? So you can sit in your backyard or in a nice park and just talk to God and say, Okay, Father, what is it that you want me to do? What is the great wish that you have placed in my heart? that I should do and you sit and you wait to see what bubbles up what seems to be the biggest desire that you have that you have not accomplished yet but you still have this deep desire in your heart to do it that's your biggest wish then your next process is what is the outcome you desire once you've decided what that thing is that you have deep in your heart that you want to do, you decide what is the best outcome you hope to get when you accomplish this thing. The next thing you look at is obstacles. What obstacles will keep you from completing this task or this thing that you feel you are to do? And the fourth part of WHOOP is plan. Plan for every obstacle that you came up with. Plan how you're going to defeat that obstacle 
so that you can complete this thing that's in your heart. Now keep in mind when you do whoop, you can do that for a broader area like, okay, what direction do I go in life, Lord? Or you can do it for a smaller area. Today, Father, what is the greatest wish and desire that's in my heart, assuming your heart is connected with God's heart? Then you will be on one accord and he will release that information to you. So the other part of that, that we need to consider, what is God's mission on the earth? And based upon his mission on the earth, what are our experiences? What have we learned? What kind of encounters have we had with God that will help us to prepare to participate with God's mission on the earth. <coughs> so, we have talked about several things. Now let's talk about happiness. That's the last thing we'll talk about. Because we're supposed to have the joy of the Lord. So, but if we're not happy, we need to worry about that. Happiness is not the same as joy, just to clarify that. But happiness is based on happenings. So that's why it's, it's good for us to look at our happiness. Yale found out that through many surveys of thousands of people, that the things that we thought make us happy do not. But they have found a few things that do make us happy. And I think this is key because all of these things involve helping others. So one thing is savoring events. So what type of events? Did you travel? Did you have a nice picnic with the family? What type of events did you do that you can think back on? And every time you think back on that event, it just makes you happy. So when I go traveling to like Egypt and Kenya and you know, Europe and Asia, when I do traveling, when I think back on what happened on those trips, it really does make me happy. And that's one of the reasons why I simply love travel. Acts of kindness is another thing. What do you do for people when you're not expecting them to do anything for you? Just random acts of kindness. Maybe you're helping an older woman or man in your neighborhood that can't go out because of COVID. Maybe you're grocery shopping for them. Maybe you just saw something that you think a friend of yours might really like and you just put it in the mail to them and they're surprised when they get it. Maybe you send a bouquet of flowers to someone. I'm a person who truly, truly, truly love and value flowers. So I have flowers in my yard. I take pictures of every bloom. <laughs> and I also have some of those pictures printed in books. So. Uh, what do you, um, what acts of kindness can you provide to someone else? Another thing you can do is practice gratitude. And we have heard this over and over from everyone, Oprah and everybody else, I think. But every day, sit down and think of things that you're grateful for when you get up in the morning or when you just before you go to bed at night. Another thing you can do 
is avoid comparing yourself and avoid competing with others. Do not compare yourself to other people. The scriptures tell us that we are unique. God has made us special. So there's no need for us to compare ourselves to anyone and there's no need for us to compete because if we're doing something that has been in our heart that God has asked us to do, guess what? There are no competitors <laughs> because it is you that he's asked to do this. So there's no need to compare or compete. Remove negative news. So you may want to put the telephone away, the cell phone at least. You may want to put the newscast away because we do get some negative news these days. Anywhere from elections to Democrats and Republicans to COVID-19 to marching and rioting. We do get some negative things and sometimes we just need to pull away from that and maybe digest those things just once a week instead of daily. And so these things I'm hoping will help you uh, because as we go forward in life and we want to develop our spirit, then we need to keep in mind what things we can do that will actually help us better our spirit. <coughs> now I'm going to read you one other scripture before I go, and that's in John 12, and it's 47, and I think I'll go through 50. And it says this, I do not judge anyone who hears my words and does not keep them. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. And this is uh, Jesus speaking. The one who rejects me and does not receive my word has a judge. On the last day, the word that I have spoken will serve as judge. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment about what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I speak, therefore, I speak just as the Father has told me. And I think that's a good scripture for us to end on, that Jesus said himself, he did not come to judge the world, but to save it. And so I have a thought I hope you were able to think with me. So next time, stay tuned and we will either talk about the soul or we will talk about the body. And when I refer to the body, I'm thinking of needs that we have as humans. So our health, our wealth, wisdom, the environment that we're in, nutrition. So it's a multiplicity of things that we need, physically need. So we've talked about the mind, spirit. Next, we will have either the soul or the body, but I'll just surprise you. Think with me, and I'm so glad that you took the time to think with me today. Blessings on your life.